Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up y'all? This is Classified. This is Mocha Only. This is Sean Price. Yeah, Ghostface Killer. This is Quake Matthews. What's up, my brother Ali? Fight Diggy, Tribe Call Quest. Eloquent, man. What up, Styles Peter Ghost. This is Absol. This is K.O. And you listening to The Come Up Show, where that feel-good music lives. Hey. This is a show that you come up on, yeah. This is a spot that you come up strong. Yeah. Hey. Welcome to the Come Up Show podcast. My name is Chetto. I'm the host and founder of the Come Up Show. And my guest today is Harrison, 21-year-old electronic producer from Toronto. He recently released a new album titled Checkpoint Titanium, featuring Claremont II, Ali, Ryan Hemsworth, and many others. And in our interview, we talked about his upbringing, how he got over his stage fright, and why he prefers to make music with friends. Harrison on the Come Up Show podcast. Let's go! My name is Harrison. I'm 21 years old, and I live in Toronto, Ontario, and I make music. Yeah, electronic music. I was like, what, what do I make? <laughs> yeah, what do, you, what do you say to people when you're like, what kind of music do you make? Or what is, you probably get that in interviews. What is your, how would you describe your music, Harrison? Well, in interviews, I don't mind. Because it's like, oh, it's an interview. But on the street, it's like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Like, if you're just having a conversation at a bar. Yeah. No, I don't want to explain what, it's just, I just stick with electronic music. But in an interview, it's mm-hmm. like, uh, I guess it leans more towards the funky side. Mm-hmm. And it's more 80s inspired and stuff like that. But uh, I try to experiment. I try. On the edge. The edge seem like a random question but i'm gonna ask it tell me about your neighbor bruce why do you love him so much why is he such a cool guy oh bruce my <laughs> homie he's like 42 just like living it he's just living life bruce is the man i saw him yesterday it was a nice it was like really misty yesterday foggy misty yeah. what the fuck yeah. uh and uh we were just having a we were joking about how we hot boxed the park because it was so fuck i don't know he's just he's like 42 and he's just he, i don't know I think he has a really boring wife and <laughs> like it's just like he's just like a standard Caucasian man yeah. who is 40 years old. Does he have like certain routines like picking up the paper or cutting the Yeah, he does all those things. He's like uh, last time I saw like yeah. before it got cold, he was just he would just ride. I live a park is in front of my house, not a street. Mm-hmm. So like he just ride his bike around the park like several times just chilling. Just going around. And just going around. I'd be smoking a cigarette on my porch. I'd be like, "Hey Bruce." And they come around again, I'd be like, Bruce, my man, how you doing, Bruce? He's just, I don't know, it's just, it's funny to have a, like, a friend like that, who's just, uh, he's older and wiser, but still yeah. is not a grump. Yeah, it's not, like, positive when you're looking at, like, you're just beaming positive, like, it's, yeah. it's so important for your neighbors to be like that. You might not even know them deeply, but you just, good morning, good morning, exactly. like, that yeah. type of thing. I don't know, my other neighbors are, like, super boring. Actually... My neighbor directly to the right of me is, they're like young. They're like in their 30s, but they have a house 
and they're married and they have two kids now but she's hilarious her name's Sonia and she's so funny the wife she's like her husband was clearly a jock back in the day and settling into like his like oil job or something like that and she's just always talking about like fuck like I'm never having another kid <laughs> like it hurts so much and and like I need to smoke some weed and shit like that but I know she, she's a responsible parent and wouldn't do that stuff but she's kind of missing the the day the university yeah, days probably or so. something like that so. uh so tell me a little bit about your upbringing i know like your parents play music uh yeah. but like music wasn't your first love so oh no not at all not at all music was like a i didn't really think about music until like grade seven not even think about making it like and just listen to it like passively i guess you know there's people just you listen to music passively I've never been one to do that. This is, I can I can never like put something on shuffle and have it in the background. I'm like I have to focus on it because it's fun to focus on music. But no, I wanted to do a lot for uh, <laughs> like what? Well, like I heard you wanted to be a professional skateboarder. Yeah, I did. I wanted to skateboard. I wanted to be an architect. I wanted to uh, be a photographer. I also wanted to draw. I wanted to be a painter. I was really into graffiti at a point in time, but I was only into the like characters, like not letters. I mean like. Uh, the like uh, cartoony side of it, mm-hmm. like uh, yeah, like the like you know, and little animation guys, animated guys that weren't animated, whatever, <laughs> like stuff like that. So music was just a hobby, but I was still focused on skateboarding when I was doing it. But then you're know, like realistically, I'm like hell no, I'm not good enough, and hell no, I'm not throwing myself off a damn twenty foot fucking staircase to break my damn leg i watched my friend his name is brett and he was just like he was like he was a jock but he was really good at skateboarding because he had the balls to be good at skateboarding and like and he got so he got he's just one of those you know those people who just get good at anything they do he's one of them that son of a gun i can't <laughs> i was always jealous of how he's good at stuff but uh I think he went to school in America for football. So you had all these interests and passions, and how did you like zone in on music? Like, what happened? I think, oh well, it it was like a, a lot of things. I think it was, um, it was like I sort of started making music in like this like first long relationship I had, and then like she broke up with me, and. And I'm like, I have a lot of time on my hands. I'm going to make more music. And uh, I just like, like the really popular people I knew that I was like, why are these people so, these people are so cool. Not why are they so cool. I'm like, they're super nice and super cool. They're all like musicians and like bands and shit. I'm like, I don't want to be in a fucking band because I don't want, I don't want to work with other people like that because I, I can't. So I was like, maybe um, my friend was and mentor was like using a a uh, software called Reason, and he started showing me how to use that. I was like, damn, this is fun! And it started. We started like we had our own duo when we first started, and then like it was just it was, it's not like some big fight broke out. It's just like oh, we don't just to, this is we can make our own music because I started to I actually like started to know the software, and from there it just sort of I just sort of continued to make music and funk edits and sort of snowballed I guess from there mm-hmm. I guess that's the right word but uh, I'm still trying to learn stuff so so you, you said that uh, you couldn't work with other people or be in bands you kind of like making music on your own what is yeah. it about you that well like the way I made music with 
this with Seamus is like, it wasn't, it was actually more like I'd sit down and do something and then go and play video games and he'd, we'd switch off. That's how it started at first. Oh, that's like, really cool. Yeah, like it wasn't, we weren't sitting together like, oh, do this. Or like, no, yeah. do something, leave, and then do something else. I just, I know many people in bands and it didn't seem fun. Like if I was to create a band, I'd want to do it with my friends. And I don't want to like risk my friendship with my friends over music. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. And I like already did that. And I'm not even in a band, so it's like that would just make things worse, right? So, yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't think I could. And also, I feel like uh, I would be a little too controlling when it came to that. Well, you like to create music in your own like room and in your own environment. You don't yeah. like to be like in commercial studios or whatever. Tell oh, me, yeah. tell me what what about that is attractive to you of being in your own zone like realistically man it's like boring to me and like it's just it's so dark and it's like the same thing every time so you go into a studio and like you you look all tired you're all tired like i'm in the studio there's not a again if i was in a band i'd probably love studios but i mean i don't need to be in one and it's just dumb for me how it's like especially like I, i the person who mixed my vocals Dave Plowman, like he, that's his, like he, does, he's really good at that. He owns a studio and he works in a studio and you know that's his job. But I'm not, if I'm not mixing the vocals, I'm like, why am I here? Like I understand that you could, you're gonna do a good job and you know how I want it to sound. So like the other times I've been in studios, it's like I don't want to make music in here. There's nothing inspirational in this like dark room with dim lights to to make music to. I will uh, like uh, I'll make techno or something. <laughs> I'll make tech, and I don't mind. I don't mind techno, but I mean that was that would definitely be the music I'd make in like studios like that. Mm-hmm. Like I that's I I know it's I've gone to studios, and I actually feel bad going to studios because I'm like someone else should be here. Like I don't appreciate this like someone else would. Because you're you're comfortable in in your own room yeah, or probably. something like that and creating music. And so, what is that process like? Uh, of when you're making uh, is it in, in your bedroom or where do you make the music and what's there so uh, yeah I, I, <laughs> I make music during the day and like uh, it, the the process is like like I'll start a loop and then if I'm not inspired that day I'll just leave it because if I try and like force myself to make music it all sounds like trash so I'll, like I'll come back to a lot of the loops I've started and then finish them in a day but like it, it will start with like it'll it's not always like I just start with drums. It's like I'll start with piano or drums or even like a sample if it's like vocals and stuff. There's not much of a formula, but like when it comes to actual building a song, like I do find myself falling into a lot of formula-based stuff. So you first started with like doing edits, right? Like Kanye West, Pharrell, all that type of stuff. And I heard that you were torrenting music university music lectures and youtube tutorials like (laughs) how did you know how to find like let me look up a university was there like a famous big university that's known for their music lectures that you knew how to torrent like how does i should really know this because i like it's like on my like external hard drive i was in college for three months and i was like this sucks but i do i did miss like some of the lectures i'm like there's gotta be fucking lectures online so i just type in like 
music university lecture. That's it. And then that's it. And then just like I'd watch, I had like a notebook and I'd watch those and take notes on it. But like a lot of it too, that was like music theory stuff. Like the stuff, uh, the other stuff you can just like literally find on YouTube, like how to use Ableton, the basics of Ableton. If you're like willing to sit down or make time to sit down for like two days straight. Like the first time I learned it, cause I switched from Reason to Ableton. And the first time I actually sat in my room for like eight hours the first day and then like another six hours the second day because I wanted to remember the hockeys and all that stuff and I, I the thing from switching from a software to another software it's like you're sort of just looking up what you could do on the old software on the new one and like how to do that because I was like I, I knew reason I knew that the software so I was just it didn't it will take people who are brand new to music to learn the software it'll take them a lot longer to learn the software but I just needed to know the few things like, oh, how do I do side chain compression or this or that on Ableton? So it wasn't in and learned all the hotkeys and stuff. So you said that it took you a while to re- realize that music is the best thing ever, yeah. that you feel so much better with music. The, I, I say it's the best thing ever because it's like very reliable. <laughs> That's the one thing I have that's very reliable. As long as I keep my ears re- protected, uh, it's something I'll always have. Like, uh, you know, uh, you can listen to it. You can make it. You got your own heartbeats. It's, uh, you know, it's not something that can leave <laughs> music. So that's why it's the best. Uh, so the album uh, Checkpoint Titanium, it's out right now. People can go cop that. Uh, can you tell me, because people are listening to a podcast, is there a certain aesthetic in terms of the album cover yeah. and like your SoundCloud <laughs> covers? <laughs> I don't know if you're like, is this him or is this like, is he like trying to play something on us or like <laughs> trying to, like, is he acting? Is he pretending or is it like a. Is this supposed to not be taken? It's like, it's not, it's like, I was like, this is fun and goofy and it's not supposed to be. It's not supposed to be serious. Like, yeah. I, I want people to know I wasn't, like, dead-ass serious, like, with my hair, f- like, thrown to the left side of my head and all that stuff. It was, like, I, I was thinking of, like, the ridiculousness of some of the 80s covers I have, like, the 80s vinyl I have. I'm, like, some of these are just, like, outrageous. Like, some, you know, you got some niggas lying down, like, during this, <laughs> like, you know, with the, like, the lying on, like, a tiger carpet and shit. I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is amazing and like dumb at the same time. I so I just wanted to like replicate something like that. It's uh no like uh, I I do wear turtlenecks all the time though. But besides that, I don't always look that ridiculous. (laughs) People should check that out. Uh, So uh, you tried singing for this album, right? Like you, I did try singing, but you said you didn't. You weren't. And were you as bad as some of these guys who are auto-tuned singing and, like, are popping right now? And I'm not going to name any names, but, like, there's a lot of people who suck at singing right now. And, like, people who are rappers, like, rappers, rappers who are, like, singing now because it's popular, but, like, they can't sing. Well, like, the singers I know are, like, I, if I wanted to sing, I wanted to sing, like, the singers I know, like, like, like Daniel Caesar or River Tiber or any of the, angel, yeah. yeah, he's an angel. Yeah. And I'm like, this, this isn't, I can't do this. I'm like, it was a very sad discovery, actually. I was like, because it's like, there's people who can sing and there's people who can't. And I'm like, damn, 
if I could sing, I could like, there could be so much more to my music, but it's like just something I can't do. And it was like heartbreaking. I'm like, damn, like, fuck. I, there's so much I could say, but like, I, I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. My voice just didn't fit. And like, I couldn't hold notes the way I should have been able to hold, or like people should, who can sing, should have been able to hold notes. And I didn't want to stick to auto-tune. I didn't want it like, cause it, uh, I like, I like the sort of vocal recordings that are like, like one recording in, and then they'll have like a few ad libs or background like harmonies, but like, that's not, doesn't have a shit ton of work. I like the, like the, the singers who can sing into a mic and just record in and like would not have a shit ton of post done to it sort of stuff. And like, I'm like, that's what I would want to do. But I, I, I'm like, I can't, man. I'm like, I, I also struggled uh, I can make melodies and stuff on piano, but I couldn't figure it out with my voice. I think maybe I just have to listen to a lot more singers if I was ever to try it again. But uh, I, I think I'd also need to go to a vocal coach because I do have like a deep voice, and maybe it could be utilized in a cool way. But who knows? I don't. I don't think it's for me. And uh, you said you went. You went three months to the school. Like, what did you enroll in, and like, why did you drop out? Oh, I was in like a. Uh, I'm not gonna name the school, but it was trash. But I was in, it was just like uh, music engineering and music production school in Toronto, and like it's like a college. Did you already know the stuff, or you felt like I I knew a lot of it. I knew a lot of it, and I knew they were jipping some of these kids too. Because they were, I'm like when I remember going in, I'm like, the software has to be new, right? I'm like, you guys, if you're doing it, it should be new. And they're like, yeah, we have all the newest stuff. I went in, and they were like three four generations behind on some of the software and software that people like are is outdated now like not even by the same companies but like companies that no one uses like like my like the industry doesn't use it yeah like when i was talking to my manager who was like in a band he's like what the hell like you're using that software we recorded on that like 20 years ago (laughs) it's like ridiculous like 15 years ago or something it's like no one uses it I'm like yeah i don't know and uh they did teach a lot but it was like i it wasn't for me i don't think it was the way i wanted to be taught in the early stages of making the album uh you were trying to stick to a theme yeah but you said that it didn't sound genuine no yeah no when you, you got those limits you're like fuck the theme was like really like I remember when ch- like chill wave was like a buzzword in music for a chill bit wave. it was like chill wave yeah it was like that um and it was like it wasn't working it was like fuck ah that guy just want to like and i'd start something and be like this sounds sick but uh it doesn't work I'm like that is stupid and that's restricting and like it could like stop you from making stuff like you really like i think i'm actually gonna do a theme though for my next one i think i will actually try and stick to like I, I'm sort of in like a mood to make more uh, older sounding stuff. So I think there actually might be a theme for the next one. You'll see, you'll just, when you're trying to create and you'll like your feelings or is it like, do you just go with what you're feeling or? It's like, honestly, it's like, because I usually make music in a good mood. That's why it comes out like more of more uplifting hmm. and stuff. Like, I've made some weird... Sh- when I make music in, like, a bad mood, it's more... Um, it's just, like, piano. I just, like, play... Like, make like record piano. 
Like, I won't, like, try and have, like, structure in a song. I'll just be playing, like, piano, and that's it. So, yeah, no, I usually make music when I'm in a good mood. So, you like, your, was it, like, 60 to 70 songs that you had or tracks that you had for this album, and you had to get it down to 10? No, it wasn't that many, but I think it was, like, maybe 30, 35 or something. I don't know. Maybe I've, I've over-exaggerated in the past of how much it was, but it was a ton of songs. Is that is that hard, cutting down to, like, 10? It's just, like, you sort of know, like... Uh, you sort of know, you know, my, my manager helped a lot because he was like, this doesn't make sense. There's some things we fought on, but like, ultimately I'm like, this is going on. Uh, what was one we fought on? There's a song called Lotus that, uh, I was like, that's going on the album. <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, it's instrumental. I'm like, there needs to be more. instrumental. So yeah, like we, we figured it out. It wasn't that hard, but like it did take a little time. So uh, Claremont II, we're big fans of him to come up show. We've had him on the podcast. Tell tell me why you chose him and what's what's special about Claremont II. There's so much special about that guy. He's a little champion. That's what he is. I I I can't like express uh, how intelligent he is when it comes to music making and how much like soul he has. Like that would be like the only way to say it. It's like oh damn. Claremont's got a lot of soul. <sighs> All right, so without being rude, I don't really like you, but I'll give you a chance. And I feel bad for the fact that I said, well, date in advance. I mean, I didn't say that, but I said, give me some days so I could process what I'm doing. Had to hit up the friends. Homie told me I should try it out. You kind of cute. And I commuted to her dance so that I could compute. Rehearsal for some dancing thing that we were both in. I looked you in the eyes from the road that I'm sitting in. I might have made a mistake by letting the slip. Luckily, you still like me, so I have time to fix this problem that I caused, so trust that I am with you 100% through this whole relationship. You called me a jerk, I guess that I'm deserving it. I didn't know that what I did will make you cry a bit. When I don't see you, I don't like you, but I'm trying it. But when I see you, I don't think about just leaving this. He's gotta go somewhere, man. He will. I think he's ambitious, and I think he knows, so. He will do great in life and music. That's his passion, man. Like, you can just tell that's his passion. We share a lot of the same values, too. Except I'm not religious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's in, like, video games and shit. I'm into video games and shit. He's into girls and shit. <laughs> I'm into girls and shit. Uh, so tell me about, like, you really like working with people side to side. Like, I've read in, in an interview that, you know, some labels are telling you, hey, send us a zip file of a bunch of instrumentals and we'll see if you like it. And you found that really to be unnatural. It's extremely unnatural. It's, like, very, very industry <laughs> industryness. I'm like, what the fuck? What do you mean send your stuff and maybe we'll get back to you? I'm like, what? You go fuck yourself. I'm not sending you shit. Uh, I'd rather, yeah, much rather have the people in the room. But at the same time, it's like, it's like people, it's not even about having people in the room, it's about having people I know and like know will come through. It's like a finished product. Like if I've hang out with this person like 30 times and they're a great person, I know they make good music, then like, sure, I'll send them an instrumental for sure and they'll send it back. They don't always have to be in the room. Mm -hmm. Like that was actually most of the process on my album was just like friends like young gov who like when i got into the music industry was was largely because of him ben cook um 
uh, Ryan Hemsworth, who like I just I'm, I've been friends with for a while now. Uh, Ali. Ali, yeah, and Ali, of course. Ali's just like, um, Ali was just like a, it was like a, a challenge. It was like basically, we were like challenging her in a way, I guess, because it's like she, um, she's just an amazing singer, and we're like, but she, she, uh, her, I think her focus is R and B, like more slower down, down tempo, nice like soulful vibes. I'm like, Ali can you make a pop song? <laughs> it's like, can you sing over this pop song? I think she did a great job. She did an amazing job and like did exact, like she, when she returned it, I'm like, that's exactly what I wanted. And I'm glad that's what you wanted to. How do you get those visions of like, you know, you make that instrumental and you're like, you know what? I, I want Ali for this and she's going to make a pop song. I think it's, it's more about finding people who like, uh, who like get taken out of what they like to do the most. Like take, taken out of like, their comfort zone yeah and then because i a lot of the time they like it's just a better product and it's like oh they do that so you had a show like recently in toronto and uh i heard that you used to have like stage fright oh god that was ass that sucked first time i played a show was in a coffee shop slash tea bar where the hell was it? It was way out west. That shouldn't have been that bad a coffee shop. Yeah, no, but like it was like all friends, but like a few not friends. And oh, jeez, a girl I like showed up with another guy. Uh, on top of on top of that, um, fucking, I just was a little drunk and like I was, like I couldn't breathe. I was so nervous, and I remember, I played on a thing called the Chaos Pad. And a uh, a chaos pad quad and a chaos pad three, and uh, I remember my hands. I've never seen. I didn't know my hands could actually. I didn't know like hands shook like that. Yeah, I was shaking like crazy, and for like the first like three shows, I I had shakes actually, and uh, it was fine. It was fine, but I just because after the fact, I'd be like, oh, that was fun. You're basically facing your fear. Yeah, I get, but I didn't know it was a fear. <laughs> I didn't know it was a fear. Like I, I've done like in school and stuff. I didn't have problems like standing up and doing plays stuff. And it's gone now, thank God. I'm very relaxed now. Actually, I think I'm pretty damn relaxed yeah. now. Yeah, I, I think it's just about having confidence in what you're doing. And uh, I'd still get nervous as like hell when uh, I was using my computer because my computer would always skip. And, like, the last time I used it, because I'm like, fuck this, I'm never using computer live, was at, a, like, a festival called Il Sonic in Montreal. I'm, like, on, like, a big-ass festival stage, and my computer skipped, like, twice. I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> like, this is not worth it. This is not... This is not worth it. So that's why I use CDJs now. And because I've practiced a lot on them, sort of, like, I've I've only practiced on them while playing because I can't afford them. Like, 10 grand uh, for fucking things. Insane. Uh, but for, what, CDJs? for CDJs and a mixer. Yeah. Uh, so I've practiced on them at, like, shows and stuff, and I actually feel confident in, like, what I'm doing with them now. So that makes me, like, I enjoy playing shows now. Like, I'm actually, for a, a while there, I was like, I don't want to play shows. I just don't like playing shows. I don't want to play shows at all. I would do anything to avoid playing shows, but now it's like I get excited to go places. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty important. Yeah, exactly. So I want to actually have a live show, 
I, I love CDJs and it's like really easy and fun, but uh, it's more fun. Like I want to play keyboard live. Uh, funny enough, I've actually sort of been considering like hiring like band mates for like live show, which is something I never thought that we talked about earlier. So I never thought I'd do, but like, it'll be cool to have all the parts played live and shit. But I don't know, that's just a thought. But like, hopefully in the future soon, I'll actually be playing stuff with my keys. So speaking about fear, like in the song, you and I, there's like a voice in the middle that says, so the point is you can stay here and fear forever as yourself because hell is literally right here or we can go everywhere by love together. So tell me about this. Was this like a, a stranger on a street that you it just recorded or, or what? I was with Josh McIntyre uh, from Prince Innocence and we were like drinking at the Garrison, I think it's called. Do you know that place? Yeah, the Garrison. The Garrison? Yeah. And we were having a cigarette outside and that was just like some guy who uh, was talking and he's like, sounded, he was like a like really young, handsome homeless guy, you know, with like hair like mine. And uh, he was talking some like shit. I don't know. What the, I was like, what the fuck? This guy's saying some crazy stuff. So then I like basically was like prompting him to talk more. Like, I have the full, full voice clip, I think, on my phone. Oh, no, not on this one anymore. But I had, it's like a long conversation. He was just talking to us. I kept him like getting him to talk. And I uh, just like opened, you know, there's voice memos on yeah. iPhones. Yeah. I just opened that up. Oops, sorry about that. I just opened that up and was like, started recording him. And that was a snippet I got. And it like, that song is like about the girl I'm seeing. So it was more, it like related a lot. So yeah, I was like, I'll use that. <laughs> That's where that came from. Did, is, was there any meaning to it yourself though? Like you can stay here fear forever as yourself? Yeah, no, it's just, I don't like, it's just basically it's just, okay. what it resonated with me was like, oh, let's just move forward. Go forward. You can go forward together if you want. Something like that, right? Uh, so you're 21. You're 21 years old. Yeah. Uh, your song was premiered on Beats. You've been making music for like a, what? Four years. Four years. Four years only. Are you and you're are you signed to the Last Game? I am signed to the Last Game. How did that happen? Uh, uh well, <laughs> I don't know because like, you don't know. I, like on my 19th birthday, I played. I opened for Cashmere Cat, and uh, I don't think there was any talks with them before that at all but they came to the show i think they just really liked the show and then they're like hey we want to come in and talk to you about a few things and it wasn't like they didn't email me anything they just like we want to come talk to us and it was a i remember that fucking i remember that uh talk so well because uh my manager was there too and he was like they're like they sat me down, uh, like the president of Last Gang, uh, as well as the A&R guy, James Trousey. And they're like, they looked me in my soul. They're like, so what do you want to do in the next four years? I'm like, what? What? I like look over at my manager. I'm like, what's, what's going on? They're like, what? like yeah. I'm like, where, where do you see yourself? I'm like, uh, I don't know. And then like a week later, I was like signed with them. And it was like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was cool. I don't know, and then they're not. <laughs> I was like, I just want to make music. Yeah, well, like, what I'm, you know what's pretty cool is, like, you've been making music for four years. You're only 21 years old, 
And, you know, in the city, we have so much talent, but a lot of them are overlooked or don't get the chance. And you're 21, you got a label, you're signed by a label, and your music is on Beats 1. And, like, how are you feeling about all that? I feel, I'm hella surprised. Yeah. I'm like, damn. I didn't, because I didn't, I, it was a, like, it was not, like, what I was saying before, it wasn't, like, my expectation. It was just, like, I can just make music and it'll be fun. And I don't mind getting like a day job or whatever, as long as I can just make music, it'll be fun. It's like what I have. It, I, it was, I don't know. I'm very grateful, like grateful. And uh, sometimes when I'm like other places and like feel a little down or lonely, I'm like, damn, I'm like super grateful I'm even here. It's because I think the cool thing is that, you know, um, some people like hustle, grind, they're like, like grinding, they're working really, 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 really hard to make something happen. And it seems like you are like just enjoying the journey and having a good time and then you get that opportunity. I wonder if there's any like, you know, something to learn from like just do the music and, you know, everything else will take care of itself or, 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 well, or I not. Th- I yeah. think, I, I, okay, this might be biased because it's my music, but I think because I live in Toronto, which is very rap focused and there's a you know that toronto sound that we call it now i think because i was doing something maybe a little more uplifting and a little more maybe funky i don't know that uh like uh the the difference sort of made might have stood out in toronto and like i i think i just got really lucky actually because it's like i was doing something not hugely different but different from what a lot of people are doing at the moment because a lot of people want to sing and rap and neo soul and drake sound (laughs) right so um i i when i started making music and stuff i was it was very nichey it was like in a niche uh and like there's a there's a lot of art like soundcloud artists that's a thing like saying soundcloud artist that's a thing now you can say like, oh, it's a, that was a SoundCloud artist or that is a SoundCloud artist. And I, I was lucky enough to just be using it like people used MySpace before MySpace became, oh, it was MySpace. <laughs> they were MySpace artists. So like, it's not like I don't believe in my music because I do, but I do think I got lucky in some cases because I, like, I do like my music. I think I'm proud of it, but... Uh, it, it, there is, in my opinion, a lot of right place at the right time. And but you never like like said I'm gonna be a full time musician. You never thought this is gonna be a career. Like no. you didn't no. you didn't give it any thought that. No, that wasn't it. It was, but it's, I I I'm happy I've like sort of just actually done what I've wanted to do. Like just made the music I've wanted to make. <laughs> like the the you know that cheesy like oh stay true to yourself, which is like I haven't always been when it's come to music. Because I've wanted to experiment with different types of music. That's the g- best part about being a producer, is because I don't sing, I can like try this or try that. And like, there's music. Like w- one of the most popular songs in my SoundCloud is like a future-based song that I liked when I made, but I don't like it anymore. It's like you know, maybe th- like I don't, I don't really make music like that anymore. I just wanted to like try something else. Uh, is there anything else that you wanted to say to the people who are listening, man? Like a lot of them are creatives and in the industry and. Some of them are just music fans. Yeah. Exper- them, Ex- oh, just continue to experiment. That's all. And uh, watch your mental health. 
because you're three times three times as likely to have depression as a artist or musician so talk to others when you need to talk to others there's some people who are just will do anything to play and keep, keep on doing you but uh really gotta look out for your self and your mental state because that's it's so so important and uh remember that there's lots of places to call and stuff and uh yeah you got friends and shit that love you <laughs> remember that I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Harrison on the Come Up Show. If you're new to the Come Up Show podcast, make sure you check out our previous interviews. We're also giving out tickets to concerts in Toronto on the regular on our email newsletter. Subscribe at thecomeupshow.com or you can click the link in the description. My name is Chetto. Thank you for listening. Peace. Peace.